Hi, hello, how are you doing? Thank you for tuning in to the Cloud Coffee interview series. This is a podcast series where we bring in members of the underground community, whether they be rappers, singers, producers, or even people who make art. We talk to them in a low, soothing voice, the kind of voice that feels warm, like the first sun rays on a summer morning. And once they've been lulled into a false sense of security, we get them to spill all their beans for that sweet, sweet content. When today's guest isn't out solving mysteries, he makes music under the moniker of Boy Mystery. Boy Mystery is a young man who, while still being new to the underground scene, has wasted no time in making his mark. Along with making music and building a strong network of producers and artists to work with, our guest Boy Mystery has also been able to put together a fashion line, which I have to say is very lit. But just like any episode on this goddamn podcast, we'll have him tell you himself. So without further ado, Cloud Coffee presents Boy Mystery Inc. What up? How you doing today, man? Pretty good, dude. How about you? Oh, not bad. What you been up to this weekend? Just relaxing. Yeah. Um, bad weather so just yeah. sit inside making some music that's all yeah yeah key stuff i uh I, I can relate where where are you at right now i know you said your central time zone but where are you at right now um northwest suburbs of chicago oh all right for sure so i'm in uh i'm in east lansing michigan so you're probably we're probably getting like the same uh it's it's three hours away but we're probably getting a pretty similar weather yeah, scenario I was just right actually now up there like warren dune so i was just there a couple days ago Oh really? Okay. See, I'm not yeah, too familiar it. with. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Lower Michigan, unfortunately, just because I'm from like up in the UP, like the part that's connected to Wisconsin oh, or whatever. Are. Oh yeah, uh, grew up there. Um, I was gonna ask you. This, um, so I'm assuming you probably found me through either Crick or Shane or one of those guys. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like two of my, or actually three of my friends who I make music with, uh, we're all from like that same area up in the UP. So that's uh. Me, Shane, Crick, Narf, we've all been So where are we've you all been down here for like oh, go ahead. from in the UP. Uh Marquette area. So it is kinda like I don't know. I think it's oh, kinda yeah, the so hub very of far up east, right? Oh yeah, it's like oh man. From I think actually it's weird because the trip to Chicago from our town, from like Marquette, whether you go through Wisconsin or whether you go through like Michigan itself, it's still about like the same amount of time from what I've heard. Um I think, or it might actually be a little bit shorter to go through Wisconsin, but uh, yeah, it's like right in the little like crook where I guess uh, you know, it kind of points up at the north. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like in that little crook. I so. I have my dad. Um, he he actually grew up in Crystal Falls, um, in the UP. Oh really? Yeah. And my and the funny thing is, my grandparents, uh, on his side are who live in the UP, just came down for the weekend. They're staying here right now. Oh, are are they in uh they're in Crystal Falls? Yes, they are. All right. That's like right near oh, that's like Iron County. Like that's. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's like oh, Crystal Falls, like two hours west of us, I think. But like, we still saw them for like you know sports and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, for travel teams and shit like that. For sure. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, but I mean, um, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, but like, uh, we can get right into it then. Um, All right. Key. Well, I always like to uh. I always like to ask this when, you know, I start out these interviews, but, uh, you know, give me, give me the story of your road to kind of this point. What, what's the life story that brought you to the other end of a microphone with me? 
Um, well, I had to have started, like, probably, like, November of 2017, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I was with my friends, and we were just chilling in my basement and just, you know, like, watching movies and stuff. And we just basically got bored, like, with our time because, you know, like, it's it's cold for half the year here. Yeah. So, like, you can't, you can't always go out and just, like, you know, run around, like, play pickup or whatever we were doing. So... Uh, we were like, all right, like, sick of watching movies. It's November. Like, let's just, let's just try something new. So, we sat down. I had this like old computer, um, in like the corner of my basement, and like a little like, blue, you know what a blue snowball is? Like those like my, those oh, like, yeah. fifty dollar microphones. <laughs> I've heard about yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> so we had we had that and that, and we set it up and made a song with it. It was really bad. Um, it was just like there's no mix or anything. It was really terrible. But basically, what ended up happening was like. Um, we all kind of like started making some music. Um, and I was really the only person who continued making music. Um, I kind of took a break for like most of 2018 and I kind of got back into it in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I released like, like an album of sorts. It's like, there's pieces of it still on SoundCloud. It's not very good at all. It's just kind of, I just kind of recorded it and like threw it out there. Yeah. Um, and then. Ever since then, like, basically, I've just been working on improving, like, my craft and um, still, like, still improving, of course. Like, you know, there's always room for improvement, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. no matter to what, at what level you get it in terms of, like, technical mixing and stuff like that. But um, basically, like, I dropped, like, a couple mixtapes and an album between then, and that's about it. So, basically, that's where I am. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... Uh... I think you're in the same boat as any other artist. I think every artist's first song is just absolutely garbage. And it was just like, oh, yeah, let's try this, see how it goes. And then uh, yeah. you know, mixed horribly, like you just stole the beat off YouTube. Like that's I think that's every artist's exactly. like, you know, starting point. It's, yeah, that's, uh, it's a good starting point. I agree. There's always room for improvement. Um, if uh, So are you still recording on that Blue Snowball? No, I um, forget what the mic is called. I think it's like a Rode mic. It's it's the one that uh, you know, like Apollo, the guy who was featured mm-hmm. on that one song with like Crick and whoever else. Yeah, that's yeah. the mic that he uses. I just saw it in a picture of his. I don't know. All right, yeah. yeah. I uh, you know, I would definitely trust what he says. He's popping right now. Like, yeah, there's people sick. that uh, I'm just like friends with that know where know who he is. Um, and I feel like that's not very common, especially like you know, on the underground SoundCloud scene, or I guess you want to call it the underground Spotify scene now, because yeah, it seems like that's where everyone's going right now. Yeah, I, f- I actually found him on um, an Instagram ad. I was scrolling through and I see the picture, you know, like from his album, like the picture of him where he's wearing like the astronaut suit. Yeah, yeah I like, yeah. saw that and I was like, geez, that guy's that's a sick p- picture. I gotta check out that album. <laughs> I just watched it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, that's like that's literally like. Um, because like that obviously that's what like cover art's meant to do it's just funny that like um like a picture like that just has that kind of impact on people because i'm sure a lot of people feel the same way like they see that picture and they're like whoa like this guy's out there yeah, that's sick, this guy's yeah. got something right. going on yeah very cool um what else have you kind of improved since those you know early starting days as far as like you know software hardware anything else um well i w- like i used GarageBand originally like i feel like um I just kind of had it downloaded because it's a Mac, like just a little like old Mac. Mm-hmm. Still use the same Mac, by the way. Like it's just kind of like uh, like a. I'm not sure what year it is, but it's like a Mac near the end of its life. Um, but basically, I yeah, <laughs> I I had GarageBand. Um, 
and then I got Logic. And since since I don't really make beats or anything, like I I've tried making a couple beats. Like it's kind of hard for me, and melodies are especially hard to make in Logic. So I sometimes collab with like my producers that I have around me, like um, and make some beats. But other than that, I basically just record in Logic, um, and then I use um, I used to not use any autotune. I used to record on my Apple earbuds in like a like a the mobile GarageBand app and then i would send mm-hmm. the file to um logic and like complete the mix in there and you know it didn't like come out sounding as bad as i think it would sound and a lot of people actually like like became fans of like my music because of what i released when i was doing that um but yeah once i got the microphone i, I only got the microphone like in like march of this year so like ever since like the whole quarantine thing started i've just been working on like finding like the right like eq and like like chain for that mic and uh i'm well on my Mm -hmm. way to hopefully having a pretty good sound with that mic um so yeah that's about it in terms of like hardware but one thing that i really like kind of think about a lot like in terms of like my improvement is like the the style of music i kind of like did because i used to kind of do like um like logic kind of style music like just like rap like just really fast like lyrical rap yeah yeah and like yeah it was like no auto tune <laughs> or anything i just kind of like just i if i heard a beat that had drums i just i just spit on it and i just wrote and wrote and wrote and it was like some of the songs came out pretty well but other ones were just not really um sufficient for like what the general population is kind of looking for in terms of like underground you know like music so when I like started using auto tune yeah. and I was like singing and stuff, I had like sung before previously because my mom like made me do a bunch of like shows when I was in like junior high and stuff. Um, and yeah, so like that kind of like really? helped me out a lot. Also, like my whole family's musical. Like my dad, like he played guitar. He's in a couple bands. My sister, she does like show choir and she sings and like a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, so oh, I nice. I kind of picked up what I could from them. Um, I credit them a lot for like getting me into music as well. Um, and once I did that, like, I could, I felt like I could, like, kind of have more of a mass appeal to people because I could use AutoZoom. Yeah. So it sounds like your family was, you know, it, they're pretty supportive of what you do. How do they kind of, how do they kind of look at what you're doing in, you know, in the context of, you know, your sister doing choir, your dad being in bands? Like, how do they kind of view what you're doing right now? Well, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit mixed of reaction, but like, you know, like, yeah. as long as everyone's like, like okay with me like doing music like there's there's not really an issue there like my dad completely is like all in supporting it because like i feel like what a lot of like like people from his generation understand is like that was like like this rap right now and like hip-hop and the whole like trap scene is like kind of what like being like into rock was like in his time because it was like you know like parents didn't necessarily support it but it was like a mess like it was it was like a craze like you went and bought like but like a tape or a record, you, he would go and he'd drive in his car around, just listen to Kiss or like ACDC or like <laughs> Boston or something. Yeah, you know. So like, yeah. and I, he showed me that stuff too when I was younger, and that's like a lot of like what I listened to before I started listening to hip hop. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and he like fully supports it. Like he he's helped me out. He's bought a bunch of my equipment, and he's like kind of he's pretty tech savvy. So he's also showed me how to use some of the stuff that I wouldn't have known before. And uh, yeah. And my, I also, like, kind of try to, like, involve, like, my, my family and my music. Like, I'll, like, take, like, little sound bites of, like, stuff that they say or something. Like, 
put it at the start of a song or like you know just yeah. like a vocal chop or something crazy like that yeah no that, that's cool um i really thought about doing that but um no i mean like like i think that life is a very big inspiration for music so i think being able to take things from your life and put it in your music is always uh it's always a good thing to do yeah for sure um yeah, so, and then, like, one more thing. What, what kind of shows did you mean you were doing in junior high that your mom made you do? What were those? Um, it was literally just, like, like a musical. Like, um, Oh, right. yeah, so, like, but I was kind of lucky because I got a part where it was, like, I was in the music, man. I got a part where I was, like, the barbershop quartet, I think it's called. And you, like, it's, like, four guys, and you just, like, sing the whole time, basically. Yeah, it's your yeah. only lines. And so I just had to work on that over and over <laughs> again, just, like, harmonizing and, like, staying in key and in pitch. And I really, like that's helped me so much with auto tune when I started using it. Cause it's funny, actually just a little story about that. Like people think that mm-hmm. like when you use auto tune, like a lot of people, like just when you start, I'm sure you know this too. Like when, when you start using auto tune, people will always say like, Oh, like just put auto tune on me and I'll sound like I'm singing. Like people sometimes think that. And then like you actually no, try to like, use the, you know, like the software recording with it. And you're like, wait, like this doesn't make me sing. Like I actually have to sing the notes and key and in order to like mm-hmm. sound good and stuff. So like, I just thought that was really funny because I used to think of that that way too. And I was like, wait, wow, like you actually got to sing. Um, so yeah, um, I just thought that was really like interesting because I was kind of able to pick up like using autotune a little bit faster than some other people because um, because of my past, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of use the term pitch correct and autotune kind of, you know, simultaneously. I think one kind of equals the other. And I, th- I think pitch correction is probably a better term for it because, like what you said, you still have to yeah, sing. Yeah. But you know, it, it that's literally what it does. It just takes the pitches, and you might be a little bit uh, flat, a little bit sharp, or whatever. It just kind of puts it where it needs to be. That's yeah, more exactly. of what it is. Um, I'm a big proprietor of, um, you know, I've talked to a couple people who said they record with all their plugins and stuff in on, and I think that you know, it's probably better to just you know record raw, you know, try to nail it down as close as you can, and then you throw the auto tune on, and then um you know because then it's going to be correct yeah, more than yeah. likely um yeah do you ever get people telling you that uh you know oh it, it sounds too auto-tuny because i've heard that from people that like i have recorded in front of or like shown yeah, music to. um people say i should take more like auto-tune off my voice and what i usually do in response to that is like i just have a couple of songs that i haven't released where i take some auto-tune off my voice i show them it, and then i show them like another song i did with auto-tune and you know whether like the efforts put in more or not, or the song is just a better like quality product in terms of like the production overall. Like I show mm-hmm. them both and they usually end up going with the one that has more auto tune. They, they usually end up liking that one more. And then that suffices my explanation for why I use more auto tune. But I still think like, like I, there's, there's always room for improvement. I feel like once I can get a good, like a really good mix and my producers get, cause I, I, I mix my vocals and I sound my mixed vocals to producers to master on their beat usually because I, I have a lot of like in-house guys like mm-hmm. who I know who are my friends from like you know like from school yeah. who, who make decent beats and stuff like that um and I usually like yeah mix my own vocals so once I can kind of get that that mix locked down and I can get a really like solid like professional sounding sound I think I can take more auto-tune off my voice I feel like that's kind of like how like Trippy Red kind of did his thing like he started off like with a lot of auto-tune and not a really good mix and then like more recently like on like his like like life's a trip and like his like more recent projects like he's been using less auto-tune but his mix yeah. is so like quality and professional that it just sounds really good and i think it makes him sound better as an artist 
Yeah, I, I think like those uh, Life's a Trip, I feel like it's just a completely different album than what he's usually doing too. So I think that was definitely a necessary step for him to oh, yeah, for sure. back off on the that's, auto-tune. I think that's a great album. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of really good songs on there. Um, so, you know, since we're already kind of talking about the music side of things, so what does a night recording for you look like? Or I guess a day Sessions night recording. Like, like, what does a session for you look like? I always try to do at least one song a day. That's for sure. I always try to do at least one song a day. Like if I have no inspiration mm-hmm. to work on, I'll go on my Instagram, just network with someone I know and be like, Hey, you want a feature right now? I'll, I'll do a feature for you. I'll, I'll get the beat. I'll, I'll mix it. I'll send you a demo of it and you can just drop a verse in there and that's your song. And that's what, like, I feel like I do that more mm-hmm. when like I have a lot of time. So when I like kind of get back into like school and things like this fall, um, <clears throat> I'll probably not have as much time to do that. But as of right now, like, I always do one song a day. And then, like, if there are days where, like, I'm, like, grinding. And right now, like, I don't really have, like, like a focused, like, like stance on, like, where I'm going with, like, my next rollout, if that makes sense. So, like, I don't really – I'm not really making mm-hmm. stuff yeah. except I'm just kind of vaulting, kind of just making a couple songs, throwing them in the vault. Or I'll, like, just kind of give one, like, to, like, my friend to, like, feature on or something like that. Um, But, yeah, as of right now mm-hmm. – I'll probably like if I'm if I'm grinding stuff out, I'll probably do like five or six songs in a day. My recording process usually starts I just go in my basement. Um just load up a song or load up a beat, find the key and BPM. I probably have already written something to it because I I do all my writing like kinda of during the day. Like I'll just sit in my room, listen to a beat, write to it, and then I'll yeah. be like, Okay, I'll record this later. Or right before I go to bed, sometimes I'll write a couple songs and then I'll put it away. The next morning I'll go down there and the funny thing about that also is when i when i write stuff i normally have like a certain melody in my head but the second melody i come up with when i look at it again when i'm actually recording on the beat i feel like that kind of like refines my melody and makes it kind of like more like unique and a lot better because i'm i just kind of have a different like thought of path than i did thought path than i did when i was um writing it if that makes sense yeah i think uh i don't know if you ever have this but i think there's times for me that i'll you know, put something down on a song and come back a couple minutes later and just be like, what was I doing? Or I'll put something down yeah. and I'll hate it when I put it down. Then I'll come back later and be like, that was, that wasn't too bad. I kind of like that. So I'm sure it's probably, you know, something along those lines. Exactly. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So let's see. So you, you know, you throw everything down like that. You find the beat, you write to it, you got the melody down. Um, you know, with, you know, you don't have to go into like too much detail if you don't want to, but like, what does your mixing process look like then? Uh, I usually just, like record I record in as long of takes I can because I like having kind of like a natural sound like I don't like just being that one person who puts like one line in at a time and you know <laughs> TJX6 exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but like I I try to record in like at least sets of four four bars um and that's usually what it ends up being because I kind of run out of breath more quickly than some people tend to i think but yeah and if it's like if it's like a verse with a lot of breaths in it i can do it in one take and i also can like freestyle sometimes but that just Mm kind of yeah like i prefer to write my lyrics because i kind of like want to like have intention and like like purpose in my music like i want to like like still like kind of send a message of some sort even if it's like really subliminal or like or like kind of not not that meaningful i still want to kind of like have coherence as a song like always so i feel like when i write like i have more control over that like unless you're like juice world or someone who can just 
<laughs> spit like everything that makes sense off the top. Like, yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta write something down. A whole album of freestyles. Exactly. Like, man, that's crazy. But yeah. But, um, yeah, go ahead, sir. Okay. Um, after that, I probably just put in like, you know, like just bad libs and then some, I, what I've been doing more recently, like actually just like kind of layering myself. Like, like if I have like a hook that kind of has like, like a low end melody, I, I boost a lot of highs like in my mix. So when I have a low end melody, I kind of like back it with like some more like reverb vocals in behind it. Um, like mm-hmm. when it, when it gets to the lower notes and I, it kind of like adds like an extra punch to it. Um, and I think it sounds really good. Like when it comes off, cause it just kind of sounds like a, like an added reverb effect on the end of each line, but it doesn't kind of, it doesn't saturate the entire like vocal clip with reverb. It just is at the part where the frequencies are low enough that you can't hear it as well. So I think that really helps out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so is that, is there anything else in the mix that, you know, is oh my god it is pouring out right now so yes yeah, <laughs> um, is is there anything like else in your mix that um is really like noteworthy that you really you know take a lot of care in doing um mostly like like i really care about like putting on like people who are in my community like mm-hmm. like in terms of like production of course and of like features as well like i i dropped the mixtape like last year that was basically just like all features of people who i'd met in the community um and most of my songs not all but most of them are produced by uh my friends i have a friend named milnane he's a pretty good producer he kind of makes like nick mira style beats which you know like people say like you know like basic style beat but you know like the truth is like internet money's been getting it done and like he's just kind of piggybacking off their style and his style kind of like coincides well with mine because i kind of like i a lot of like my rapping like like a lot of what I heard like in like 2018, like when like goodbye and good riddance came out and like all those like Astroworld dialit, like all that stuff. Like that's like a big, that, that year was like probably like my biggest inspiration in music. Cause that's when I got really into like rap music, but I wasn't rapping yet. So I had all those like memories, like and ideas kind of saved of that year. And then when 2019 started and I started like trying to get back into music, I feel like I took a lot of that inspiration with me. And so I feel like that kind of makes like me and like Milan style, like, like, really coherent together yeah absolutely i mean i mean nick mir and juice world you know those two kind of came exactly. up together and you know i think without one the other wouldn't really have been as relevant so you know there's i don't really see a problem nick mir uh, nick mir right. type beats yeah. that's kind of the idea <laughs> hopefully like something good happens yeah how did you uh, how did you meet Milan? Because I've seen a couple different names pop up pop up on your SoundCloud that I want to just ask you about. But so Milan is uh, <laughs> he was the, this really quiet kid who sat in my eighth grade history class, and he's like he went to my school. Like he was uh, he was friends with some of my friends. I I was like I went to elementary school with a certain group of people, and then there's another elementary school like across town, and we both went to the same junior high school, like those two elementary schools. And I played soccer with a lot of the kids from uh, that elementary school. And soccer was, like, something I've done, like, throughout this whole time. Like, I've been playing. Like, that's my other, like, kind of, like, thing that I've done in life besides music. And so I've been doing that for, like, most of my life. So I, like, was good friends with some of those kids who are friends with Milner. Uh, but I never really connected with him because he's, one, he's kind of quiet. And, two, we didn't really share, like, the same, like, interests. And I know that kind of that kind of has a, a heavy, like, uh, 
weight on like kind of people's friendships when they like are like younger kids because you know like your parents are always trying to get you involved in like activities and things and if you don't if you have like certain activities that your friend you're with and you're like with certain friends like those are probably going to end up being your friends more likely than not um but what ended up happening was yeah. one day uh in like junior year like it was right when i started making music too um i was talking to one of my soccer friends um and he had, he was trying to rap too that's kind of why we like uh hit up Millman because we were just we were making like some like meme rap and like funny stuff um and we're my yeah. friends like hey like you know Nathan Milner makes beats like Milner and I was like oh cool send me some so he sent me a couple and I was like wow these are actually pretty good and like they aren't anything compared to like what he makes now but they were like for that time like I've never heard like a producer like someone I've known who can make beats that like sounded like good you know so it was like incredible for me. I was like, wow, like that mm-hmm. sounds like a YouTube beat, basically, <laughs> or like just like some some really good beat somewhere. Um, and so then we started working together, um, and then ever since then, basically, like he's been like kind of my go-to guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about the soccer stuff, was that uh, why well, you made that uh, NNHS <laughs> yes, varsity soccer warm up tape? Take that down eventually, but yes, that's a uh, yeah. Our our soccer team. <laughs> for uh our high school was a very like prestigious team and like i i wasn't like i was kind of like a bench warmer on the team like so i didn't really like contribute much to it like the overall like legacy of the program but uh like they won like three state championships in a row at like the highest level and illinois is one of like the like very very like cutthroat soccer states so like we've garnered a lot of national attention at one point i think the team was ranked like number one or number two in the country in terms of like high school so yeah so Jesus. it ended up getting me a lot of my views like it has like over 1k like and i just never even played it like and it's really funny because a lot like only two of my songs have broken <laughs> 1k if you think about it so like it's 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 just kind of funny to think about that like yeah i i somehow was like coerced into that and that was before i put like i had one soundcloud account and that's still the SoundCloud account that I use. So that's yeah. why it's I actually there. did meet one of my producers from playing soccer as well. Oh, really? Which one is that? Yeah. Uh, David Micah. He, he goes by like a lot of names. Like, um, he, he changed his name like a bunch of times. Like first he was, um, Micah beats. Then he was Micus and that's <laughs> spelled like M A J K U S. And then he was thicky slaps, which is by far the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> i was like hard. man come on i was like man come on <laughs> and then he's like all right all right i'll change it so then he changed it to like some other thing and now he's just david mike and i said yeah. you know like because you know i told him this i was like all right listen to me here like all the european producers are popping like right now we got like oz like um i don't know what's those like cu beats like all those guys from europe are popping if you sound like mm. a european dude people are going to respect your sound more and yeah. that, whether or not that's true or not, like I just was kind of messing around with him, but he kind of took it like a serious point in that. And so now he's just David Michael. He's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a nice producer. I kind of like the ring of that. I don't know. Cause you have like Nick Mira, David Michael. Like he's just like exactly. kind of a, just kind of rolls off the tongue and like also kind of looks almost professional. It's, I don't know, yeah. Just, like, I feel like it's professional. That's, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, just like, you know, it's just really like a solid, like roll off the tongue name. I feel like. Absolutely. Um, so just a couple other names I've seen pop up on your SoundCloud then just cause we've already named off a few. So, uh, Luke Garcon 
Am I saying that right? Yes, uh, Luke Garcons. Yeah, he. Um, yeah. That's also a kid who. <laughs> that's funny. I actually met him through soccer too. Um, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Well, um, so <laughs> Luke Garcons, he started rapping at the end of 2019, maybe maybe a little earlier mm-hmm. than that. I think he might have started actually like somewhere in early 2019. But that was before I knew he did because um, so he's he was a year younger than me. So he's he's going to be a senior next year at my school. And mm-hmm. he and his friend, who is also a junior, uh, Hank Dallas. I I don't know why he doesn't credit his producer, but Hank Dallas, that's my boy. He's a uh, he produced a couple. He we have a couple like unreleased songs in the vault. He's a great guy. Uh, he and Luke. Both my friends, uh, they produced a couple. They produced like that one song, "Fly Away," and that's probably like I like that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's that's him for most of the song because he just kind of like sent me it, and I was like, all right, like yeah, sure, I'll get on that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a sick song too. And so yeah, I just that was kind of like part of my rollout for Run the Ville. That's my like the album that came like a couple weeks after that. But I I mm-hmm. already had submitted the album because I don't have like distro or anything, so I. I just use like United Masters and stuff. So I submitted the album early so it would come out on time because like they have a lot mm-hmm. of issues with just like dropping stuff on time, even if it's like before the time they request you send it for it to drop on time. So uh, I did, they like sent me that after I'd submitted the album. So I said, hey, like I can't put it like on like my actual album, but I'd be happy to release it as a single and put it on like the SoundCloud because, you know, it's a great song. Um, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so. They, they sent me it and then uh Henry Hank Dallas mixed that and he sent it back to me like the same day. And yeah. And yeah, so with Luke, he um he's been kinda like I he's kinda doing what I wish I had done, like when I started making music. Um he doesn't release like a lot of music and he makes sure that like it's really quality good music when he releases it. Like all of his songs are like really solid, like mm-hmm. 800 plays or more usually on every song his most recent song lemonade very good song i would recommend listening to um and his producer yeah henry he makes um i I think he's made all of his beats and he mixes and masters the whole thing and he told me one time like when we were because he was in my gym class and that's kind of how i like started like making music with them because i knew they were making music but i didn't like talk to him and so i found that kid and we started talking about music and he was just telling me he takes like eight or nine hours just to do one song like just of just of leveling and yeah so his products like like if you just listen to them all the way through for like the way the mix sounds it's so professional and like kudos to those guys like because they're doing a great job and uh i hope to make more music with them in the future i know they're releasing an ep soon like luke just posted something on the story about that so yeah great guys Mm -hmm. awesome um hope to make more stuff with them Okay. Um, let's see who else. Um, and I do want to ask you a couple questions about run the Ville. Um, once I get kind of get through the list of people that I've seen pop up on your SoundCloud as well. Um, and then, uh, JTFG, uh, who's that? Donnell Francis. I think that's how you say it. He's from somewhere in New York. Um, I met him through this guy, um, who I used to kind of do more music with. His name is Sia Drew. But he used to be called like Chimp, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I when I met that dude, mm-hmm. he had released a song called "Before I Told You Never" with JTFG, that producer. And I don't know, like, 
like about you, but like I always have like one like producer in the industry who I really like really like their sound, and I just like if no matter who's on their beat, like it usually sounds good. And for me, that producer is Pure Born, and every time, yeah, and just dude, I just love Pure Born. Oh, yeah. Like, like I think he's just like the coolest like producer, and I'd love to have him like do like a song like. That'd be my goal in life to do a song with Pierre Bourne. But he charges 80K a beat, yeah. apparently, so that might be a little tough. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, worth it? I think so. But, you know, like, you never know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I was literally about to say, like, yeah, man, save up some money, you know, grab a grab a track train, you know, purchase off him. I didn't realize it was 80K yeah, a beat, bro. though. Like, well, he's in it. I mean, Men is <laughs> produced for, like, Travis, Kanye, Drake, now with Payne, 1993. Yeah. So like I, I think he's got like the credentials he needs to kind of like up his ante price, but, um, but yeah, but JTFG yeah. like he kind of like he reminds me of like Pierre Bourne like the way like his sound like it's really like retrofitted like I think he I'm not sure what program he uses but I think he must be using like a he a different more older program because if you listen to like all of the songs me and him have together they're mm-hmm. really um like they're kind of like they sound kind of retro. Uh, in terms of like just the way like the like the 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 sounds and like the drum sound and yeah so like if i hear a producer and i like him i'll always like hit him up and be like hey like you want to work together and lucky for me he posts like five beats a week he has like five different beats and he posts them all on youtube and uh soundcloud and stuff and so he's like yeah i'll just uh if you need a beat i'll just send one send you one and then like more recently like since like some of our songs have been doing really well, like Backflip. That that was probably our biggest. That's probably our biggest song together. Um, he said he's started to yeah. send me some some exclusives, and um, so yeah, we've got more coming for sure. And I'm glad I've met him too, because like he kind of provides like that variety to my sound that I feel like I need. Because you know I have Milne who's doing Nick Mira. I have Micah who kind of just kind of fluctuates between like a lot of like just kind of like a Zay sound almost, like just a like a like a Zaytoven kind of guy, like just kind of produces like a certain type of beat that but kind of sounds similar to all other beats, but it kind of like differentiates based on like your vocals, which I do like beats like that. But I think like if you have like yeah. a lot of different guys coming in and doing work for you, um, your sound can kind of be more diverse, like just in terms of like how the beats sound. So yeah, that's, that's why I like JT. Cause he's just kind of like that, like guy who you don't like run into every day, but he, his beats slap for sure. And I really like working out with him. Yeah. Okay. And then the last person on my list uh, is Knack. Knack. Yeah. So Knack, I think, I think he says Knacky. I'm not sure, but I think he says Knacky. He also goes to my school. All these, like all these kids, Micah, Milner, Garcons, Henry, Hank, um, and Knack, they all are in the Naperville community, which is like where we live. Um, and, uh, Nack mm-hmm. was, it's funny, actually, I have a funny story about Nack. So I joined a discord server with the Sia Drew kid who I met JTFG through because I've kind of just kind of, he's organized a lot of discord servers and he's kind of done a good job of bringing like the community together. Like, I feel like, cause he's had almost, he's had like a thousand people in a server at once and stuff, like just like collaborating and stuff. And I've met Jesus. a lot of people, so I credit him for helping me network a lot. He's a good guy. Um, but with knack he in like october november of this year he dm'd me on discord and he sent me a beat and it was like you know an average beat and i actually he used the loop that i had heard before because millman sent me a beat 
with the same loop the week before. So I was like, all right, like I don't really like need to use this beat or anything. But I saved it, and I I had like produced by Knack on it. So I didn't know who he was, and I like I thought he was just some random dude from somewhere else. Like I had no idea he he even like knew who I was in person. Um, and then <laughs> I yeah. I figured out who he was because then he sent me another beat when I started doing Run the Ville because. I said something in like a chat that he was in about like needing beats for Run the Ville. So he sent me a beat. He's like, he, and then we started talking about like where we're from and he's like, Oh, I'm from Naperville. I was like, wait, really? And he's like, yeah, I go to Naperville North. So he, that's our high school. Um, and so he's a year younger than me and he knows my friend, Chris, who doesn't do music. He's just my friend. And cause they ran track together or something like mm-hmm. that. And so then like, yeah, it turns out I just, I, I knew this kid the whole time and I never knew Nag. So, yeah, and uh, he he makes his beats in Logic, which is actually really incredible because Logic is just, geez, man, like, it's so hard to make. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 I might switch to FL. I might. I don't know. but I like it. Yeah. Do you use it? Yeah, that's uh, I'm on PC right now, so I, uh, I kind of have to use FL. But, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just it's just easy to use. I know uh crick. He does some production. He's produced some pretty good stuff in logic, but he also is insanely musically gifted. Like he, he's played, I think he plays multiple instruments. He's been playing them for years. He spent years learning how to do logic and all that stuff. So he definitely knows what he's doing. So it's probably easier for him. But I mean, for me, FL, like I was able to get into a little bit of, a little bit of production. Um, I have made like a couple beats that I have used and really Mm -hmm. liked, um hopefully drop those soon but i mean yeah fl like it's if you're just trying to get into production like see what it's like fl is not a bad way to go absolutely all right yeah yeah but uh yeah he and like i feel like the other thing with fl is like i think the the way you can master tracks on fl is like a lot it just sounds different i guess i think it sounds quieter to me Mm -hmm. like everything sounds quieter to me on logic um which is why i normally have someone on fl like Millman uses FL, Micah uses Ableton, so I have usually them master it because they can push up the the master a lot more in terms of like how loud it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um but yep. yeah, so I don't normally master my stuff for that reason. But yeah, so Naki, like yeah, he he uses um that stuff. And I've tried to like like get him like kind of I'm tr- I'm trying to put him on right now. Obviously like he produced like mm-hmm. a good <laughs> chunk of Run the Ville. And that was kind of a last second thing too. Like he sent me a beat pack like in March or April when I was finishing up the album and a lot of the songs that I did on those those uh that beat back ended up making the album and one of them was a single no leakers um but yeah <laughs> so he is a big dude I think he'll be like big like in the future in terms of like this like kind of Naperville scene because it seems like we actually have a lot of people around here who really like like doing music and are having some success like at an underground level so I think he'll be big in terms of like um, like this whole like neighborhood scene, and uh, I'm gonna continue working with him for sure. He's a good guy, um, and I'm gonna try and put him on as best I can because I think he's got some potential for sure. Yeah, absolutely. How uh, how big is your high school then? Because it sounds like you know there's a lot of people with a lot of talent in there. Like how 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 many people are in the school? I think it's like I want to say it's like three or four thousand people. Jeez, <laughs> it's not that. It's like that's people say. Some people say it's pretty big. Like. I'm not sure, like, like it would depend on what your experience was with high school, I guess. Like, how big was yours? 300. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a small town in the middle of nowhere, Michigan, so obviously not a whole lot of people there. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I graduated with 82 people. Um, 
like three to four hundred kids in the entire school. So, um, yeah, no, the, just the sound of that is, just sounds overwhelming to me. Yeah, my my dad graduated with like fifty something people, so I I kind of get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, or, he gets it. His experience, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we can kind of you know jump right into talking about Run the Ville. So. Um, I guess, you know, I guess a little bit of the story behind it, what made you kind of want to put out an album? Um, like this is no, no disrespect or anything, but there's a lot of songs on there. I'm just kind of wondering like what made you want to, you know, put that many songs on a, on a tape, but we'll take it one step at a time. I just kind of want to get like a synopsis of, you know, the whole story of the album or tape, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, okay. So first song, well, okay. Well, throwback to kind of like when we were like starting to make music and stuff, um, Mm-hmm. We made that original song. It was really bad. And then we did like a couple more songs on GarageBand Beats. And there's one like good song that was like, well, it wasn't like good per se, but it was better than the rest of the songs that we made. And it was like mm-hmm. just me throwing down like like those like, you know, those loops and um, GarageBand, like literally just taking GarageBand loops, just throwing them together, seeing how they sounded. Yeah. So one of them, <laughs> uh, me and my, my friend Nick, he doesn't, he does more like EDM stuff. He, he goes by NT Beats. He doesn't frequently do music, but he's he's like a he's actually a pretty talented musician. He's a drummer. Um, he does a lot of like events for our school, um, and uh, yeah, he does a lot of like EDM stuff. Um, and he also works in Ableton, I believe. Um, but anyway, so we before he did that though, uh, he rapped and we made the song together, Run the Ville, and uh, we released Run the Ville like April twenty eighteen, I want to say, and that was like the last thing we did, like in terms of like that year for music, because after that I kind of just went AFK. Cause like, I like started playing soccer. I think I like got a girlfriend or something. So then I was just kind of like, just, you know, like focused on all that stuff. And, um, yeah. I kind of forgot about music for a while. Um, but yeah, so I took down that song, uh, in like 2019 at some point, And I was like, all right, like, I think I'm just going to make that name my album, like my last album before I like leave for school or leave for college. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just thought it would like be cool and like, like kind of like as a statement. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I didn't, I originally planned to release that like at the end of 2019 and then I was thinking about it and I was like, it would be a lot cooler if I waited till like the end of the school year and it was supposed to drop like the day we graduated and it would have dropped the day we graduated, but you know, with all this crazy stuff, um, it yeah. ended up just like being like another like school day. Well, it was like the last day of like online learning for school. And that was, that was the day it dropped. But um, yeah, but that was kind of the plan. Like it was supposed to be like, kind of like the capstone of like, like this like phase of my career, like the, like the, the first chapter of like, like my like career. And that's why it's like a lot of like stuff that like doesn't sound good in terms of mix because it's like kind of just like a, like a synopsis that like, as you said, of like kind of the way my, my whole like story has gone basically like that was kind of what it was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, I was trying to make it like, like kind of also like a, like a statement because you know, like when I dropped my first mixtape, it wasn't very good at all. Like, like I said, it was just like, you know, it was like logic rap. Like like it wasn't, it wasn't anything good in terms of like (laughs) what you want to hear. And so when I started using autotune, I had the ability to use autotune and like do really well with it. Uh, when I, as soon as I could do that, I was like, all right, you know, run the build time. Like I can, I can do that like to some extent in a good way. And I think some people will like it. So that's what I ended up doing. And so that, that album took me 
from December 2nd of 2019 to April 8th of 2020 to finish. It, it wasn't like, you know, like nonstop like work. Cause there's, a, I have like, I want to say like 30 more songs that were supposed to be on that, that, that were supposed to be on Run the Ville that got cut from Run the Ville. And obviously like that means like, you know, some of them weren't very good at all, but there were some ones on there that like, I wish I could have mm-hmm. put on there had I like, you know, put more songs on there. But like you said, you know, like that's a lot of songs for like a underground tape. So, and then like to address mm-hmm. that actually, um, Travis Scott, Astroworld, that's got to be, like, my favorite album. Like, that makes me sound like that one, like, Rager fanboy who really likes, you know? But, uh, (laughs) dude, that's just, for me, like, I just really love that album. Because it, not even because of, like, like how it is as an album, but because it, like, associates in my mind with, like, a lot of, like, really good memories, like, of just, like, summer and just chilling with the boys, you know? And just, it was, like, a really fun summer when that album dropped. Yeah. And I also just really like the way, like, the the sound is. It's just kind of, like, really, like, vibey and, like, really colorful, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I made it, like, 17 songs, because I feel like that's, like, a like a perfect number in terms of, like, just an album. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's Run the Ville. All right, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see if we have any other questions on there. Oh, no, for sure. Um, no, it's kind of interesting that, you know, it all kind of led up to that one point. Um, so are you about to head off to college? Is that what I'm hearing right now? Yes, sir. All right, um, where are you planning to go? Mizzou. Mizzou. Um, oh, that's why there. Yeah. Um, I, they have a really good journalism program, so I'm gonna try and get into like journalism writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna keep doing music. I'm gonna try and do something with like audio engineering. I'm planning to try and like get myself involved in that um, because I feel like like I as much as I like writing, I love love music. Like that's my favorite thing. Yeah. Like I listen to music. I make music every day. And like, I feel like if we like it, this whole like coronavirus thing has kind of been a blessing in disguise because like I didn't feel the same way about music that I feel now, like when when this whole thing started, because it was more just like kind of a hobby for me that I might have let go of at some point in college. But now it's something that like I hold like really dear to me and like it's like really special to me and I want to keep doing it because it's like brought me so much like like purpose, I guess, because, you know, like it's hard to find purpose like when you're just sitting inside your house every day. And you can't go outside and hang with your buddies and you just kind of just chill in there and you're like, what do you want to do? And the only thing you can do is just go and like hit the studio and just like make some new stuff. So like not only have I made like a ton of songs and improved like my craft in terms of just like technical ability and like, like creativeness, but mm-hmm. it's also like become like something I hold really like special to me. So I don't yeah. like to, yeah, I don't want to let go of that for sure. And I'm glad I kind of like had that like moment, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to Mizzou and I'll be moving in there like I want to say like one day less than a month from now. Is today the 18th or 19th? Today is the 19th. Okay, so yeah, so like two days less than a month I'll be moving in there. So yeah, yeah, should be fun. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, I guess you know this is my advice. You don't have to take it. You know, take it as you will. Um, as someone who's kind of on the back end of his college career, I literally am about to go back for like a semester to finish up my minor my major but um gonna say oh um i definitely recommend like staying in contact with the music side of things you know i uh started out as like a business major mm-hmm. uh found some stuff in you know i joined a business fraternity um and that was really cool because i got to learn about sales and that's kind of where i want to take my direction now but uh, my biggest regret is yeah i never really got 
too big into like learning about actual music engineering through an actual like educational institution. Most of it was just like YouTube or I did like, um, I did Skillshare for a little bit to try to learn like uh, music theory and stuff like that. But I mean, if you could find a way to still stay in contact with like, you know, the music engineering side, the music creation side of things, whether that's joining an organization or maybe finding a minor you can Mm do, um, definitely recommend it because I think you're going to get a lot of, you're just going to be happier doing it. Um, And, you know, there's, you know, I don't know, like it's not just about the education. It's about the whole experience you get out of college too. And I think, you know, if you're going to be, you know, shun all this money to an, to an institution, you might as well, you know, enjoy it and really get some, you know, get something that you feel is worth your time out of it. And that's kind of my, my two cents on the issue. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I don't know, like, like what I, what I will end up doing, but I know that there's a good like network set up. Like I started, I signed up for like an online beat making class. Cause you know, like a lot of the classes are online this semester. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like an online, like music production, beat making and when I toured there a couple of months ago, they said there's like a couple studios there. And of course I'm bringing oh, the really? setup, you know? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You got to have the setup. So are you going to be living in a dorm? I know Michigan state kind of requires their freshmen to live in dorms. Is that the um, same thing with you? I'm not actually sure, but like, I'm not sure what the requirement is, but I will be living in a dorm. Um, and yeah. And I also might not have a roommate, which sounds kind of like depressing and lonely but i actually think it'd be really fun because it's really nice i can just grind the whole day you know like yeah because i'm not gonna be doing a lot like on the average day oh yeah with covid and everything right so yeah hopefully i can just find a lot of time in there yeah i got really lucky my freshman year um i was in a four-person dorm it was supposed to be a four-person dorm first day of school uh one guy just didn't show up i think he was an international student i think he i don't know like what was going on with him but he just never showed up um, so I was like, all right, cool. And then, so it was just the three of us for a couple, for like two, three weeks. Um, unfortunately the, you know, the one guy that, or one of the guys that did show up did, you know, decide to, cause it's, it's like two beds on each little like side of the apartment or little dorm. So like, yeah. of course one guy decides to sleep on my side instead of the other side. So I did have someone next to me the whole time, but then like three, four weeks into school, I came back one day and the dude was packing up his bags. I was like, Oh, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I want to kind of go back home to Chicago and just go to school with all my friends. I'll just like go to Loyola next semester. I was like, see ya. Yeah. Like get out of here. So just one roommate for me in a four person dorm, like let's run it. So, um, for sure it it sounds, yeah, I agree. It may not sound ideal because you want to meet people, but there's a million ways to meet people. And, you know, I'm sure your RAs and like the people who are running your floor will be like, having like weekly meetings or weekly get togethers with everybody on the floor. Cause that's, you know, just what those RAs tend to do. So yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're going to enjoy it if you, if it's just you, I hope so. A lot yeah. of privacy. I know. I like that for sure. Yeah. Um, a couple more questions. Um, so I saw that you are, you know, you did some merch or you have some merch out right now. Um, how'd you get into that? When did that start? Uh, what's kind of your inspiration behind the merch? Um, I really like just doing like, like art, like too, like, that's just like, that's why I kind of get into the journalism thing because the mm-hmm. school of journalism is kind of like, it's not just journalism. Like it's like about like audio visual things. Um, like it, you know, like all, all forms of media and art. Um, and so I do a lot of my cover art and merch and I started doing like mm-hmm. cover art for other people as well. And eventually I think I'm going to have to start charging for it because people are actually really digging my cover art definitely start doing that but yeah yeah it's sick um i love doing it um but yeah with the merch uh 
when I first released like my original tape, like I was like, all right, like I got to make some merch just to be cool. Cause you know, like, like I said, like a lot of this was inspired by like Travis Scott, Astroworld. And as you know, like Astroworld is like some of those prominent merch, like around like that you'll see in terms of rap. Cause he just like, that was the way he sold so many, so many, uh, so many copies. Cause (laughs) he literally had the the true merch, the, the bundle sale, you know? Yeah, the yeah. Album. that's that's how nav sold 127k like by the way i'm a huge fan of nav but i know a lot of people don't like him like don't yeah. really respect his music as much but that's exactly how he outsold gonna and yeah, I, I was literally about to ask so what do you think about you know because i I'm, I'm kind of a fan of i'm not like a huge fan but you know i it just kind of annoys me when people just like kind of write him off right away because it's just like it's almost like cool to hate on nav or it's almost cool to be like oh no like he sucks like exactly like, what, what do you think about that i think it's stupid because like these are the same people that will say like Ghana's good or like um trying to think of another good example like i don't know like like no disrespect but like Lil Mosey like i like Lil Mosey but i'm just saying like people mm-hmm. will say that these people are like more talented per se than the Nav and the reality of it is people don't even know like Nav was like he waited 10 years to have his blow up and he was producing mm-hmm. all of his own stuff and mixing and mastering all of his own stuff and yeah that is incredible. Like, like that's so hard to do. Like I can't even, I'm not even at the point where I can like fully mix my stuff. Well, and I've been doing this for almost like two years. Right. So like, mm-hmm. that's like, like to me, that's crazy. Like that he could establish a reputable sound for himself within like the first couple of years of him doing his stuff and became so reputable in like Toronto and like his city that he was able to sign to XO. Like that's like the dream, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like his music, like, He's actually pretty like diverse with it. Like a lot of his music follows like similar trends and stuff, but he has good ideas. Like, like because he's really hands on in the studio. Like you know the song, um, no debate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those snare rolls on like the the Wheezy beat. Like he he told Wheezy to put those like snare rolls in there and stuff. Like there's a video, like mm-hmm. that he released like a week before like Good Intentions, like the album dropped like this May, of him like like basically just like working with like Money Music and Wheezy, the two guys who produced that beat, and. Mm-hmm. like i just think like he's like he's really cool like he does like a lot of like he's really technical with it and he knows like what sounds good and he's got like really like innovative ideas in terms of like sound and how he can make stuff sound good and i think like he just gets really slept on like a lot i think i, I remember some people have told me like oh he's just you know he sounds like a stereotypical soundcloud rapper and like that kind of shows like well isn't soundcloud kind of like the the sound right now like that's right, that's what's right. going on um and then i Another thing, I, I got into this argument with my roommate the other night just because I think a Nav song came on. We were all, like, in the living room drinking and stuff. And he's just, like, telling me, no, he's not good. And, like, at one point he said, uh, he's, like, he's trying to copy The weekend. I almost walked out of the room right there. I'm, like, what makes you think he's trying to copy The weekend? He's, like, well, he's on XO. I was, like, leave. Like, like are you? Are you like he literally? Because I remember I was I I know that he said this. He might try to fight me, you know, fight with me on this later. But like I remember he said that, and I was like, you are you have no idea what the right, fuck you're talking dude. about right now. Like, like he, he he knows about music and shit, but like that was just like, where did you pull that out of, and why the fuck Man's do you think that's correct? Drink, like that he was just <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god, I almost I I literally almost walked out of the room. I was just this is it, there was no point in talking right. to him at that point, but. Yeah, no, I saw that you had uh, tweeted some or reposted one of his videos, so I kind of figured you were a fan. I just wanted to know what you thought about that because, uh, man, he just undo hate. I really right. just don't understand it. Not that I'm like a huge fan, but like I, I, I respect what he does, and there are some songs that I exactly. really do like by yeah. him. And like 
he gets features with like Travis and shit like that. Like these people respect him and like that's what I was work with him. Yeah, like you can't you can't get thug on your album twice and be like a shitty rapper. That's what I think. Like yeah, like because thugs like, like thugs a go like no question about it and trap. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, uh, I guess we kind of back on point. So you know, you said you're pretty, uh, pretty influenced by Trav when it comes to the merch and shit like that. Um, I, I really like the art that you did on there. So uh, I don't know if like you were, you know, had anything else that you wanted to say about that. But uh, if you can remember where you were going, uh, uh, feel free to keep on going. Like with in it. terms of merch, which which merch did you see that you really like? Um, I like the North is Best classic tee with just like the box on there, like the white tee with the box and all like the, you know, I guess stargazing shit. Um, I thought that was really cool. I like the click tee with like the different, kind of looks reminiscent of uh, Life of Pablo, to be honest. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Absolutely. And then I I just love like layers of shit. So yeah, the Thank You North is Best sweatshirt. And then even just, yeah, like the North is Best two lettering on like the white sweatshirt and the white long sleeve. I just love like that kind of design. So that's all yeah, like kind of retro oh yeah i love the retro look like i'm really trying to get into synth wave right now so um, right yes. I, I really love that shit so all this is kind of inspired by trap a little bit of kanye it looks like too but is, is that correct yeah for sure and i think like the it's funny too because like if you hear travis like do his interviews he he talks about kanye so much like he was inspired by kanye and i feel mm-hmm. like when i like when i when i inspire myself by trap i kind of like take like i kind of inherently like take some of kanye's like like work because Trav was inspired so much by Kanye. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, like, you know, like, obviously with the Life of Pablo thing, like, that's just, like, like a classic thing that you'll see, like, like everywhere. People people will spoof that and, like, you know, like, twist it into, like, their own kind of version of it. But, yeah, I really, like, like, I just like kind of, the like, that's the, the Astro World feel to me. Like, the retro, like, the carnival, like, the colorful, like, kind of faded stuff. Like, synth wave, like you said, like, vapor wave, like, stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. think that that whole like wave of like fashion like art is really cool, <clears throat> really cool. Excuse me, um, and like I don't know, like that's like probably the coolest like little like wave of fashion I've seen like in recent times, um, in terms of like just what I've been following. So like I kind of like like even making stuff like that because obviously like you know like if you have like a hundred plays in SoundCloud like I do like I don't I don't like get a lot of people just you know showing up and buying my merch but. I like having it there because it's like one day, like maybe if I like become big or something, someone's going to see and be like, wow, like he's a pretty good like designer too. And you know, I could take my career somewhere else with like design and fashion if I have a platform to do so. Cause I, I really enjoy like digital art and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say right now, like if, you know, if anyone's listening right now, like definitely go check out the merch because I think even without the context of um your art or your music or anything like that i think you know just kind of even the slogans like north is best like that's kind of something i could see people just kind of casually rocking um going out so definitely like you know if anyone's listening definitely go check that merch out because it is really cool good vaporwave shit and then last question i really had for you was um you know you, you also have a genius link in there uh on your soundcloud page so was did you upload those on your own was that was that you that you and your I'm assuming maybe a couple friends did that or like, how did you get those, those, uh, songs up on genius? Um, so when I finished run the Ville, like I was left with a couple of weeks. Like I, what I always do after I finish like a rollout or a big vault session is I just kind of sit for like a week and I just kind of like maybe make like one song every like couple of days instead of one song mm-hmm. a day. Because I feel like, like when I get to the end of a rollout, I run out of ideas. Like, completely. I don't know if you're really just a writer's block. Like, 
Like I, I just, get that a lot. Yeah, and you just you just can't for a while. You just can't bring yourself to make anything. And I've had a couple of those this summer, honestly, because I've been so saturated and I've spent so much time just just grinding that. Like when when you finally get out of that, like for a while, you're just like, wow, like I, I really am out of ideas. And then like one day, you're just kind of like a week later, you're just like, whoa, like that's a great idea. Like I just got a great idea for a melody on this beat like that like someone mm-hmm. sent me that i might not have had a couple of weeks ago and you go back and all of a sudden you're back in your flow you know but um yeah with with the genius thing um so can i kind of like tie that back to united masters because i forgot to tell you about that oh yeah i was i, I was gonna ask as soon as you're done tell me about this but if it all kind of ties together yeah then yeah go for it, does. it okay so with you know so you know with distro kid you can on apple music i have i have apple music not spotify by the way um you can you can put like the lyrics to sync up with like the timing of the song. So you, so like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Like you can click a little lyrics button when you're playing the song, like in Apple music and mm-hmm. it'll play the lyrics like, like a karaoke machine, like as on your phone. I know Spotify has like a feature. Where I think it might list the lyrics, but it's mainly for, for information. Like right? Huge yeah. artists. And it has like, it has like yeah. stories, right. And stuff. I kind of like that better mm-hmm. personally yeah. because I can just like look up the lyrics, but yeah. So with United yeah. masters, instead of like paying for distro it's it's just you um it's free but you have to like upload your songs a certain amount of time you can't have like certain like dimensions for cover like it's a lot more like restrictive basically and it also isn't as reliable mm-hmm. but uh at this point i i'm probably gonna start paying for distro kid at the start of august um because united masters yeah. is switching to like a like a premium thing and I'd rather have DistroKid, like kind of reliable, you know, because you know, like then, mm-hmm. um, then United Masters because they're, they're just piloting this whole like like paid program, and I feel like it's probably not going to do super mm-hmm. well based on how how well their their free program has been doing because, like, I, I just dropped a song with Milne because we're we're doing our rollout for our collab tape. By the way, Crossdown Two, second edition of me and Milne's tape comes out this Friday, twenty fourth, definitely on SoundCloud. I'm but not that. sure about Spotify, Apple, um, because of United Masters. So the whole thing with United Masters is like, you know, not on time, not that, but you can't put lyrics in there. And for me, lyrics are super important because, you know, I write all my lyrics. I, I've never used anyone else's lyrics to write my music. Like, I've, like, it's all been like from my mind onto a piece of paper on my phone writing it because I like writing mm-hmm. like I do. Um, and so I want some people to be able to see that if the time comes where they're actually looking for some like, you know, like inspiration or like they're trying to like find meaning in my lyrics, whether that meaning is really like shallow or not. Mm -hmm. So when I was done with Run the Ville, I literally just took all my notes and I, uh, character, I like, like retyped them, made sure everything was grammatically correct and like made sense to what was being said in the song. Cause sometimes you do like, like kind of like go off the top and like say something different than you wrote. But, um, yeah, so I made sure everything was like together. And I posted all those songs on Genius, threw them into an album. Because, you know, anyone can do that. You know, it's like op- open forum. You can just kind of just add a song in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. I, I was going to start doing North is Best too, But, dude, literally, I swear, doing Run the Ville, that was 17 songs. That probably took me like six or seven hours of just, just, yeah. Dude, yeah, I was imagine. I was sitting like where I am right now in my bed. I was just sitting there from like one o'clock in the afternoon to like six or seven at night. And my friends were like, what are you doing all day? You didn't answer. I was like, I was just transcribing like my entire album into Genius. <laughs> and honestly, like whether or not it was worth it, like I still think it's really cool that it's there, you know, because like, like it's just like a nice thing to have yeah. like 
like when I don't have my notes anymore, cause I'll probably like end up deleting them to make space on my iCloud drive. Like, like I can go and just look on genius. And then I can also like send lyric messages. I don't know if you've ever done that before. Like you, if you get the genius app, you can send like lyric messages. So like my friend, uh, Alex Wagner, he's my, like my manager, quote unquote. He's like mm-hmm. my, like my best buddy who I always just like do my music stuff with. I always like send him like funny, like, cause I always yeah. like reference him in my music to like piss him off. And like you, you always hear like wag or something, mm-hmm. something about wag. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. And like, yeah. So I always like send him like, like times where I say something about him in the music and it like relates to like something funny that happened to him. Like, I don't know, like one time he got like caught, like hooking up with his girl in the forest preserve, like by the cops. <laughs> and it was so funny, man. Like, it's like the meme of like the century, dude. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So like, it's like stuff like yeah. that, you know, and then. So you can just, it's just a nice like little reference point yeah. to have in Genius. I really like the way they do things. Just have like a nice like, like setup and you can like annotate your lyrics and explain like what you meant by that and things like that. Yeah. And that's why that's yeah. like, so with United Masters, like you can't put lyrics in and that's why I'm switching to distro and that's also why I put it on Genius. So yeah, that's how it ties. Yeah, definitely. Well, my advice with that is I know me, Crick, Shane and Narf and I think uh, Churchill, uh, I don't know. If- Churchill I know he's like because the way DistroKid works is you can have one person that has access mm-hmm. to like uh the DistroKid account but you can have multiple artists on there so my you know you might want to think about you know maybe get Milnane uh JFTG like all your homies that you make music with like all of you could just go in on one DistroKid account really you know went from maybe us paying a hundred bucks a year or like you know one person paying a hundred bucks oh. a year all of us pay like 20 bucks a year and you that's know awesome. it's just like a one-time thing and yeah so that's you know kind of a recommendation there so try to get a couple buddies on there because you can all post under different artist names you can each claim your own okay. accounts to like you know check your stats and shit that's um, and it cuts nice. down the price that. so Thanks something else to kind of think about oh yeah, absolutely um but yeah i am kind of out of questions right now so this is you kind of your time to uh plug whatever you want you know let the people know what you got going on um anything that you want to send me in between now and when this drops because it probably won't be for a couple weeks because i have a lot of editing and stuff to do and i have a lot of interviews lined up but uh i'm eventually going to start rolling these out pretty soon but anything that you drop or you want me to put into you know the links or you know put to pl- uh, plug in the links below um you know just let me know send it my way and i'll be able to throw that in there but yeah let you know what right. what do you have well, going on right now that's coming up that you're I'm glad about? I did this interview at this time cuz like i didn't have stuff going on for a couple months but as yeah. i get back into like rolling out like what i've been making this summer um i have so obviously like next week uh crosstown 2 with Milnane. crosstown 1 is kind of like like my like logic style rap this is like this is like like it kind of i feel like the crosstown series kind of encapsulates yeah. like how like me and millie have like become like different in terms of like the style and like better with like our craft and production so like this is going to be kind of like a like a low mosey juice world mm-hmm. kind of like vibe in terms of like tape seven songs um we featured this guy yeah we featured this like this like yeah. dude for, from oh, wow. um, from millman school neighborville central um we featured his friend alex wands he's like a uh what genre is that i don't even know what to call it it's like i i guess you could call it pop but yeah he i don't know it's just like a really strange mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm just like kind of yeah i guess we'll have to see but yeah cross down to seven songs uh out on the 24th on soundcloud milnane m-i-l-n-a-i-n-e is going to be the only one that comes up 
because I don't know who else would come up with that name. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, we got August seventh, <laughs> Indiana Jones featuring my boy Young Gabby. Uh, also, huge influence uh, for me. Like really great guy and great musician as well. Um, and my friend Audacity, he also featured on like a bunch of like OG yeah. stuff for me. And he's like my like homie actually. Like he doesn't like actually rap normally. Um, but I got him on there and he used the auto-tune for the first time. So it's kind of funny, but an exciting experience. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's the only two things I've got coming out like super recently. Yeah. I probably do have a couple features coming out. Actually, if I, I could plug one more, uh, my boy, yeah, go for it. My boy, Emperor, um, he's from Leeds, uh, United Kingdom. Um, sick dude. He's kind of like, like Travis Scott kind of guy, but like, like kind of like rodeo Travis Scott, like dark vibes, like really like just like vibey stuff. Um, me and him have a song coming out that we did in like March. It's called Yeah Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty sick song. It's dropping this Friday, uh, featuring me. It should be out on all platforms. And then yeah, that's about it. Oh wait, yeah, I well, actually did have one question. You can cut yeah, this from the interview if you want. But uh no, go for it. With the whole like how did you guys link up with Apollo? Like how did that that whole thing go on? Do you know about Shane? That? <laughs> Shane. Really? Um he dude is just the way that Shane really um I think was able to get big not that he doesn't make good stuff he makes really good stuff his beat pl- his beat uh, selection is really good his uh, vocals are insane like he just has a really yeah. good voice and he can just ride a flow really well um but sh- I think a big thing for Shane was that this the whole time he's been making music he's been promoting himself like crazy like he hits people up he you know anytime you know he has a bunch of different little tactics he uses to kind of boost his numbers and get his name out there which is really cool and I think uh, Apollo was one of the people that he was able to kind of get in contact with and make friends with. He just kind of has a knack for that. Like he'll just reach out to people and make friendships with them really easily. So um, that's kind of how we were able to get Apollo is um, me and Crick, you know, we're friends with Shane. We had this song where like, we really like this. Um, there actually was another artist we were going to get on there. Uh, do you know who 909 Memphis is? Yeah. He did. He doesn't have that meme song. Viagra. Oh, uh, he's featured. Oh, on yeah, that song. yeah. 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 So he's on that one. But, uh, we, uh, we, you know, kind of found out about him a couple of years ago and he was supposed to be on GPPS when we first made the song like a year or two ago. Cause it's, it's a really old song for us. Um, when we first made it, um, he was supposed to be on there and then we, you know, we sent him the money, sent him the song, didn't hear back from the dude for like months. And eventually he's like, yeah, my mic's broken. Here's an open. Um, but I can't do the song. We're like, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and like the song he sent back, like, Crick was really good on it, but I just could not find like where I fit in on it, which would really kind of upset me. Um, were you on, what, what verse then, were you yeah, on that? If you don't mind me asking, I couldn't really tell. Um, like beautiful by, uh, by Crick with 99 Memphis. Oh, oh, oh on yeah, GPS. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am the final verse, like the Christopher Walken okay, yeah, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 That was me. Um, and yeah, but like, anyway, uh, I just didn't really, I don't know, I couldn't really get figure out what I was supposed to do on it. I had a very short verse on it just because I was already on it. So I was like, whatever, we'll put mm-hmm. it out. That That's uh, the song that he sent back to us. And then, you know, probably like a month or two, no, two or three months ago, uh, we were like, all right, well, we, we got to put the song out there. Like, I really like it. Crick really liked it. It was just, we knew it was going to be a good song yeah. to put out. And Shane was like, hey, like, I've been talking to Apollo lately. And like, you know, we were all kind of listening to him a little bit at the time. Um, he's like, yeah, like, you know, he would probably, you know, if I asked him, he might be able to do it for free for me. Um, so he's like, sent it out, waited like two, maybe two weeks, not even two weeks. I don't think. And Apollo sent back his verse and it was really good. And we're like, all right, cool. This is done. Like, finally, we're going to put this song out. 
Um, and that's kind of yeah. yeah the story you guys went crazy that. on that. That like kudos. That's great shit. I loved it. Yeah, we we dropped a lot of time and money, so we were just like, all right, we, we this this has to like do well. We have to promote the hell out of it, and like, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I'm just happy that it's finally out. Yeah, for out. sure, dude. That's in my roto. Like that's been in my roto since like what? When did that come out? Like May, June. Uh, I think so. Let's see. Yeah, but no, I appreciate that. That was kind of fucked up because <laughs> I probably dropped it on Spotify a month before I dropped it on SoundCloud because uh, SoundCloud gave me a fake or not fake, but a false uh, copyright oh, yeah. strike on that because um, we, we purchased the rights for the beat. Like we purchased the rights to use it and monetize it on SoundCloud yeah. to an extent. And the day I was going to drop it, I put it on private because I wanted to drop it at a certain time. And I think I, I uploaded it to my SoundCloud on private Four hours later, I got a message from SoundCloud saying, oh, you uh, violated copyright, you know, because you tried to monetize it. It sounds like it has pieces of this song. So I look up the song that it said I was copying. And of course, it was just some idiot who like, I don't know, I'm I'm assuming he downloaded the beat off YouTube. um, And just like when he was uploading it to SoundCloud, he's like, oh, I can make money off this. I'm going to make money off this. And I was like, dude had three followers and like not even a hundred plays on the song after like two months. What are you doing right now? I hate that. Yeah. So we just threw it up on Spotify. Um, you know, I, I sent my claim to SoundCloud, didn't get anything back for like three weeks. And then I tried, you know, after three weeks, I was like, I need to get this on SoundCloud. And I went on their Twitter, looked for some other way to reach out to them and got it resolved by that night. I was like, was it really this easy? Like you guys really just kind of fucked me over for like three weeks, like lost me three weeks of plays. And then, in a night Dude, you fix same it for thing, me? like same thing me. happened to me exact same thing i when What's i released wrong? uh no leakers when i released so this is how it worked for me though it was a little bit different so what happened was i got copyrighted by myself because <laughs> i forgot to kind of mention this but i have like a, like a kind of label collective mm-hmm. called 630 mm-hmm. sound um and we were about to like kind of like release like a mixtape like sometime later this year but um so i have i have that and I was kind of trying to get it like approved as like a label. And basically the only way you can do that is like, you can put it in a bunch of times on the United masters, like label request kind of thing. Like when you release like your music and if you put it in enough yeah. times, it'll actually like register it as like, like a label. And like, like, a, like you have like basically your own like copyright, like field that goes with it. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, if someone tries to like, like, like use your music, like you can actually like get them copyrighted and taken down. Um, but, but what yeah. ended up happening was I posted on soundcloud and since united masters doesn't distribute directly to soundcloud or at least i didn't want it to when i put my irc in to monetize it you know because you know you gotta like Mm -hmm. link it up um so i put the irc in to to link it up and i put it private on soundcloud to drop later that day uh it it took it down you know it was like you've been copyrighted by boy mystery and 630 sound i was like all right great i just got copyrighted by myself (laughs) (laughs) i was like come on like it's the ultimate kill bro like seriously yeah so then yeah so i i I thank God for my mom because without her, like her, like care and abilities, like I never would know how to harass people to get what I want. And so I, I go to SoundCloud, like I go to their email. I'm like, come on, you guys literally just like took down like my song. I had to drop this later today. Like, and then we got it resolved within like three days, like of just like emailing them like constantly and just like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I basically had to get like a United Masters representative to reach out and say that it was in fact my music. And Good yeah, Lord. but you know, it worked out. It didn't, it kind of killed my plays because. I only like yeah like I lost a lot of plays in those first couple of days, but the song's been picking up steam. So mm-hmm. that, like you know, it was like one of those songs like I don't know if you ever had them like where you think it's just like you think it's a decent song and like at first like people don't really like rock with it and like they start like like they go back and they listen to it again and like wait this is pretty decent. So you know yeah it's one of those. Yeah, 
I've had like one or two songs like that. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my list right now. I have a couple songs where I'm just like, yeah, I kind of just made this because I wanted to make it. Um, I like it a lot, but I don't think it's going to get like too many plays. And then, you know, it just kind of explodes out of nowhere, um, either because, you know, the right person promoted it or whatever happened. And then it's like, yeah, All right, there cool, you go. we'll take it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, Boy Mystery, sir, I really appreciate you coming on today, having a little conversation with me. Uh, been great talking to you. Yeah, you as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, feel free to, you know, I don't know if you use Discord a lot, but if you do any gaming or anything like that and you see me online, you know, feel free to hit me up. I don't know, like, exactly what you play. We can try to figure something out and, you know, just chill a little bit and catch up. Absolutely, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have a great rest of your day, sir. You too. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye.